feeling the pressure put I'm in control Learning the business I'm putting the work and I'm ready to go And if you're scared Don't be Just listen to Tony What's going on guys? Welcome into episode number 53 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm very, very excited about today's guest. That really makes me think about when I first started in real estate. When I first got into real estate, guys, uh, I was told that I had to be in the industry for a really long time before anything good could happen. That the industry was dominated by people that had a ton of experience, had a lot of exposure, had a lot of deals, and that it was going to take me a really, really long time for anything good to happen. I remember multiple mentors telling me that. But my guest today, guys, proves exactly the opposite, that if you can do the right things, you can start to see success in your field right from the get-go, right from the beginning, if you put yourself in the right position. So my guest today, Peter Puertas. Peter, how's it going, my man? Thank you so much for joining us. No, of course. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm excited to be a part of this, this podcast. Yeah, I, I'm very interested about your story. And there's one question that I've been wanting to ask you for a long time. Uh, I'll kind of hold on to that for a second, but tell us a little bit about what you do, what field you're in, what you're all about. Yeah, for sure. So like Tony said, my name is Peter. Uh, I'm actually a hairdresser. I work here at a salon in Lehigh. I've been doing this now for almost two years. I'm going to turn two years in July. Um, a lot has happened and I'm excited to share all these stories with you guys. Because it truly is a ton of stuff that has happened. A lot of things that I did not expect um, to happen this this fast, honestly. Um, I love the industry. It's a great industry. I love being able to create different things with hair. And just things I, I couldn't even imagine. Like before I started hair, I, I, there were so many things that are happening or I can do that. I never thought it was possible before I started in this industry. Yeah, I love it. And guys, check him out on Instagram before we get any further. P.Cuts, check him out. Uh, like you say, I mean, it, it seems to me it's such a creative space, right? And for me, yeah. I'm super self-conscious about my hair and stuff, so I don't change my hairdo very often. But people that like allow you to play with, you know, do different designs and stuff, that seems super, super cool to me. But Peter, the question that I've had on my mind for a while is uh, you come from a family of what I would say high achievers a family of entrepreneurs from your dad. Your dad does very well. Your brother does very well uh, as well yeah. in, in the automotive industry. So when I first heard that Peter was cutting hair, I was like, Peter, like Peter, he's cutting hair. Yeah. So uh, talk to us a little bit about why you chose that industry. And if there was any, ever any expectation for you to kind of follow in suit and stay in the family business, which is car sales. Yeah. I mean, that was the biggest pressure, right? It was, do I need to stay in the car sales business? You know, my dad, he's always been in the car sales business literally ever since I could remember, right? Since I was little, I was I always remember going to the shop with him, sometimes cleaning cars or whatever, and he's done really well for himself. And then, you know, when I was um, about 21 years old, I saw my brother open up his own car dealership and then he started doing really well for himself. And I started working for him and I, and I started to understand the, the business really well. And I felt like not pressured, but I felt like expected or, or I almost felt fine, you know, falling in that path. But I always remembered like, do, do I really want to do this? You know, 
because my brother was his own boss. My dad was his own boss. They were had their own different businesses. And at the end of the day, I honestly just didn't want to work for neither of them. You know, I, I like working for them, but I didn't want to be under them. So I wanted to be my own boss as well. But I know that I did not want to do it in the car business. And ironically, uh, my wife, she actually is a hairdresser as well. So when I met her in college, and we can talk about this story another, um, later on in the podcast, um, when she started hair school, I felt I found that very fun and just different, you know, just because I, I was cutting hair in college for a little bit. And that I come to my brother, I'm saying, hey, I'm actually going to, I'm going to quit, you know, I'm going to quit. And there's a lot more details to this, right? I'm going to quit and, and, and just start hair school spontaneously. And I remember telling my dad for the first time, I mean, he always knew I cut hair, but I wasn't sure how much of a support he was, you know, or, or any of my family, right? I knew they, they knew that I liked to cut hair, but the first time I told all of them, they were immediately 110% supportive. So that definitely uh, made me feel good because I was like, Hey guys, I'm going to cut hair. And I remember just like shrugging my shoulders, like, Oh freak, here it comes. And they're like, Oh cool. You're going to be great at it. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, like I got this and they were super supportive from the get go. And that, that made me feel good. Um, did I know it was going to bring me to where I am now? No, heck no, I didn't. I literally thought I was going to learn how to do it and then figure it out as I go, but not nearly that I think what's happening now, what was going to happen to me back then. Yeah. And I think that it's so important for all of our listeners out there, whatever position you're in, whether you're in Peter's position that maybe you're thinking about doing something different or you're the brother or the parent of the son or daughter that is going to kind of go in a different route to be supportive. Because what I would assume is that if they would not have been supportive, you probably would have still done it, but there would have been some mental roadblocks that, yeah. that would have obviously existed. So the fact that they gave you the green light to do what you want to do, uh, I would assume was a big, big factor in this. So Peter, something big happened to you over the last couple of months, which is what really caught my eye and wanted me to bring you onto this podcast. So talk to us a little bit about this. You won a competition with one of the number one hair brands in the entire world. We talked about this in the prep meeting, but tell us a little bit about it. Tell us what happened and how it happened. Yeah, of course. Um, so there's a hair brand called wall is W A H L. I'm sure you guys have seen it in Walmart stores. I'm sure you guys even have it in your own bathroom drawers right now. So what wall is, yeah, see, <laughs> But uh, while every year what they do is they, they throw on a big competition once a year that what they pretty much do, they give you three haircuts. They ha you have to do it on three different models and they want you to record it. So it's all online competition. You record it. They don't want any transitions. They don't want any music. It's pretty raw footage of how you teach, how you cut. It's just, just overall how you do. And then you send it in. Um, and then they judge you on it. They have specific judges. I think their own educators for the wall team, they're the ones that are judging this online competition. And so I sent in my, my application in, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't feel like the best on it. You know, the three haircuts that, that they gave us this, this year was the Afro haircut, um, the taper and the creative. So you can do whatever you want. So the creative, I felt comfortable because that's what I do. I like to be creative. I like to have free range felt great the taper is something that i do every day 
So I felt great. The Afro was something I did not do every day. Obviously, I mean, we're in Utah. You don't get those kind of haircuts all the time. But I improvised. I did what I could. I did what uh, I felt comfortable in. So I just did everything I, I felt good in. And I sent it in. And and then little did you know, I mean, they, they messaged my wife, actually. They messaged my wife secretly. So I didn't know. And the message they're saying, hey, we have a surprise for you. Your husband is the winner of the wall 2021 competition, online barber battle, it was called. And we're going to come surprise him on X date, whatever. We need you to keep it a secret from him and we need you to get him to the salon. And I have a video of this on my Instagram if you guys want to check it out. It has as a recap of everything. It was a really cool video that they made. But the head director from, from wall, she's from Chicago. She came over. They have a consultant. His name is Bird. He came from Texas. And then their videographer from, I believe he was from New, uh, New Hampshire or Rhode Island, somewhere over there. I mean, I can't remember right now. But they flew in all the way to Utah just to surprise me. So I remember one day, I think it was a Tuesday morning, they walked into my salon. I think I was just sweeping up and I saw a camera behind them and I immediately knew who they were, of course. And I was more just shocked. I was... It was so surreal because this was such a big goal of mine. Wall was always like the first clipper I ever used. And just to be able to represent them, be sponsored by them, be on their main education team was a huge blessing to me. And just let them letting me know that I was a winner was, like I said, I thought it was supposed to come in five to 10 years, not on my second year being out in this year, not even my second year of being out in this industry, right? Back then it was like a year and a half which is funny because I actually entered into the first one three weeks after I graduated hair school and I actually finished in the top 10. So I, I felt like I knew I had potential, but I knew that I, I couldn't just give up. Right. I could have been content. I could have been like, okay, great. I made the top 10. I'm good. I don't, I don't think I should do it again, but it, it's those little thoughts that prevent me from being where I am now. Right. I could have been content and been good, satisfied, been on my way. But I wasn't satisfied. I really wanted to be on the wall team. The people that are on that team, the brand, it's a family. It's a culture. And I love that. And it just feels like I'm a part of that. They're a part of me. Like we, we mesh together perfectly. And I just couldn't hold back by not competing. And, and so I did. And luckily I did because, I mean, this is where we're at now, you know. And so now we're going to be – what that means is I'll be part of their main education team. That means I'll be going to a lot of big hair trade shows with them. I'll be representing them. I'll be on stage with them. I'll be at the booth with them. Um, I'll just be really just educating of what they're all about, their brand, promoting it, and just kind of keep pushing it forward. I love it. Such a great story. And there's so much there. Let's take it back to the beginning. You mentioned that you uh, first did the competition right out of hair school, and then you did it a second yeah. time. A lot mm -hmm. of people get very intimidated by big brands. For example, in my industry, there's something called the Forbes Real Estate Council, where people okay. can, you know, you apply to the council and, you know, Forbes is Forbes, but a lot of people get very intimidated by that. And they say, no, I don't think I can do it. Ah, there's, you know, a lot of fancy people. It's probably not for me. So talk to us about the decision to compete the first time, because yeah. for folks, you know, they, they wouldn't even try because there's so many competitors. It's such a big brand. Why would they look at me? And there's all this negative self-talk that really holds people back, but it seems like that was never an issue for you. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like being 
young in the industry, for me personally, I know a lot of people get intimidated because, oh, I'm not going to win. Why would I do it, right? Or it's such a big brand. There's hundreds to maybe thousands of people competing online because it's open to, there's no cap, right? So I don't even know the back the back story on that. Like, I don't know how many people competed, but I'm assuming hundreds to thousands, right? Um, just because it's such a huge brand. But a lot of people get intimidated because it's, they don't, they, they're so scared of failure. They're so scared of rejection. And for me, in my case, I was so hungry, like being young in this industry, I was so hungry just to, to compete, to try new things, exposure, networking. For me, it wasn't really like, I'm going to join to, to win. I'll be honest. Like I, my was like, I want to join so I can stop being scared of stuff like this. Hopefully get exposed to maybe some right people, maybe meet people that I wouldn't have met if I won't join this competition. And it worked. Like that's literally what happened. You know, like I didn't even know I finished in the top 10 until like six months after, you know, they, they, they announced the winners just because they announced only the top three winners and that's it, you know? And I think I remember like six or seven months later, I was on YouTube just, just for the heck of it. And I remember just looking up their brand and then I remember saying, seeing their top 10 barber battle um, of that first year I competed. I'm like, I didn't know there was a top 10. And it was like posted seven months ago or whatever. And I clicked on it and I was going through, they were going through one, two, three, four. And I was like, I think in the seventh place, I'm like, what the heck? Like, I had no idea I made it. And for me, like, that was like, I was like, yes, like, this is awesome. Like, I, it was a win. Like, there's, if you can, you know, for me, like, even though I lost that, that competition and I don't really view it as a loss. Like I view it as a win because I got connected with the right people. You know, I had some people that I met in a Vegas hair show and they were like, Hey, you competed. I judged you. I'm like, what the, like, I just came to meet you, but you know me already. Like, sweet. Like let's, let's keep this connection. Let's keep this connection going, you know, cause they're already big artists. Um, I felt more comfortable on stage settings I started teaching more classes when I was in the, when I was getting out of hair school. And I was like, I mean, I already competed for the biggest brand. Like I'm already getting those jitters out. You know, I'm trying to get those stage frights out. So I'm trying to get those. Um, it doesn't matter who you're competing or where you're at. Just, just be yourself jitters out, you know? So that's why I did it. You know, I did it because of that reason. I wanted to feel more comfortable in what I did, no matter who or what I'm going against. Right. Yeah, it's, it's me doing what I do. Yeah, no, absolutely. And in your space where it's such a creative space, right? Where you come up with ideas, you see something in your head and then you bring it about on literally on, a, on another human being. Talk to us a little bit about how, 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 what's your process? What's your creative process? Where do you get ideas from? You know, how do you find the courage to try something new on a person kind of hoping yeah. that they like it. The, talk to us a little bit about the creative process, because to me, it's, it's, it's absolutely fascinating where you would see somebody, you would see a human being. And I assume that this is the way it works. This is how it works for me in my creative space, but you see someone yeah. and you're like, Oh, I could do this. I could do that. Or this, this look would look, would, would work for you. And then you actually translate that to reality. Talk to us a little bit about that creative process. Man, first off, a ton of mistakes had to happen first, right? There's so many things that I saw online on videos. I'm like, wow, that is extremely creative. Like, how do they do that? And then I try to like freestyle, try to do my own creativity. 
And it honestly, honestly, it did not work. Like it just wasn't clicking. So my biggest advice right now is find something you like, some some kind of creativity or a haircut that if you're in the hair world, right? Or even in any world, right? Any any industry, if something that you want to do is working, just imitate it. Just do the exact same thing, copy it, just to get that flow, just to kind of switch that mindset. And that's what I was doing. Okay, I started copying, I started like imitating, and then I'm like, okay, cool. I think I can do it on my own, right? I think I can freestyle, be in a, have an original piece where I can create something that hasn't been created, which is super hard because it's hair. Like you would feel like almost everything has been created. And it's still crazy because to this day, I still see things that people that I know that I look up to still post things that I'm just like, how, like, how'd you think of that? You know, that's incredible. That's so smart. That's so creative. But how it works for me is first off, I have to have the right music in the background. Like I have to, like something about music switches my, my creativity mind on. Usually it's, it's rap. Like it's Drake. It's the B it's J Cole. Some, something that just makes me like, just kind of get going. It, it's just, a, it's a different thing for me. Um, with that doesn't have to, that doesn't have to do anything with hair. Right. It's little things like that, that matter for me. Um, second, I look at who they are, like what they're wearing, who they like, as far as their style, do they have, piercings do they have tattoos um do they like like their their shorts their shirts their their what's on their shirt you know is does it is it a big crazy dragon does it swear in their shirt is it a plain shirt like these like literally i look at every little thing because usually when they have tattoos usually when they have piercings usually when they're comfortable showing off their skin that usually means they're okay with almost anything right they're okay with being having creative creativity on the hair if i see them with more like a, a dress or like a suit or a nice shirt they like more of a simple haircut a professional haircut clean haircut and i'll have to go that way too uh, but I, I really look at everything i even get so detailed that i look at how outside is right i'll look at is it sunny is it rainy is it winter right because that inspires what i'm gonna do on their hair uh, believe it or not and the last thing I look at is what they do. Like, what do they do on a daily basis? Do they show off their hair? Are they in construction where they just put on a hat every single day? So it doesn't really matter, right? So I just start looking at different things like that. But I'm really known for my creative pixie cuts. I do a lot of uh, shorter haircuts on a girl. Um, and it's because of how creative they let me be, right? I feel like every single girl that has come to me in the last year and a half, I said, do whatever you want. And I'm grateful for it, but sometimes it's very hard. Sometimes they don't know that I'm, I'm kind of freaking out on the inside because like, I feel like I have to create something new every time. And that's hard to do, you know? So sometimes I do the same thing, but in a different way. I try to just change up one little thing. So just my mind keeps going. I'm still refreshed. Um, but I get a lot of girls coming in asking that and it's fun. But those are my four little steps, music, what they're wearing. They're also like their hair texture, what kind of hair they have. Like, is it dense? Is it thin? Like, cause that's going to play a huge, huge factor and on what we're going to create on them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, lots of mess ups and, and honestly, it's just being happy with what you create, you know, like if I mess up on design on the design, I'm just gonna like, okay, cool. Well, I'm just going to make sure that I style this crazy good. Mm. So that people look at the style instead of the design, you know, so I try to, shift the focus maybe sometimes but honestly just i go on as i 
I learn as I go, to be honest. And I feel like I'm only like 10% of where I can be right now, you know? So I have a lot of growth and, and I hope I keep growing. Yeah, that seems so crazy to me because I could, I mean, I, I can think about an artist, if they mess up a painting, well, let's just get a new canvas. Or if there's someone that's making a video, they mess up, they'll just do a new take. But you're talking about somebody's hairdo where if you make a mistake, yeah. like for me, that would, that would be just super tough. So I, I deeply admire the courage to, you know, bring out your ideas on another human being. That's super, super yeah. cool. Another question that, that I had, Peter, because I've seen this happen a lot in the real estate industry. I don't know if it's the same in the hair industry. I would assume that just based on past experiences, whenever somebody accomplishes something great, winning a competition, making a Ford Real Estate Council, what graduate, whatever the case may be, but whenever somebody really accomplishes something great, it's easy for that success, temporary as it is, to get to that person's head. And I've seen it a lot where people start feeling like they're better than other people. They start kind of, you know, being a little bit arrogant and things like that. They have the skills, they know they have skills and they let the world know that they have skills. And sometimes they make the mistake of kind of trying to put other people down. How do you avoid that? Knowing that so early in your career, you've had success that maybe people that have been in the industry for 10, 15 years have never accomplished. How do you keep yourself grounded and not allow that to kind of blow your head up? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think with a lot of people, I, I, I don't know if this will make sense, but I only help people that really ask for help, right? If people really at, reach out and say, hey, how did you do this? Or what have you done? Then I answer, you know, like I'm never going to keep anything a secret. And that's what I honestly, that's what I do a lot of the times. I, a lot of people don't even know sometimes, you know, a lot of people in the hair industry here in Utah, of course they know, right? But um, friends and family, like, I just, I just don't talk about it. Like it's, of course, it's a huge deal. I should be talking about it. It's a, it's, it's a great accomplishment, but I just talk about it once like it's brought up, you know, sure. You know, um, but I stay really grounded because I know of how much more growth there is. You know, I feel very happy with where I'm at. I'm content but I know there's so much more I have to do. There's so many things that honestly wake me up in the morning. I'm just like, I want to figure this out. You know, like right now in the last, it's funny we're talking about this because in the last week, I just been stuck on like really like mid length, kind of like to the shoulder, shaggy pixie cuts, like no more clippers, no more fades. It's just longer hair, shaggy, haircuts on girls you know and like that's what motivates me that's what's like when I when I think of them like wow I, I know how to do that I feel comfortable but I know that it's not where it should be therefore like I can't be the best I can't be bragging about what I've done because I'm, I'm not there yet and I and honestly I hope I'm never there yet you know I hope I never get to the point where I am the best I hope I don't I never say I'm the best I will never say I'm the best because I don't view myself as that I just view myself as Peter. I do my own, I have my own identity. I have my own style. Like it's, it's not a, a competition for me. It's just me trying to be better than I was yesterday. You know, that's, that's my only competition is against myself. You know, so when people come up to me, like, do you think you were the best? I'm like, I hope I'm not. I really do hope I'm not. And don't put me on the list. Don't compare me. Cause I, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, I, I feel like I keep myself very busy. You know, I have a lot of different hobbies. So I try not to focus too much on, on, on hair, believe it or not. Like 
I focus on it a lot, of course, because this is, this is what I do. But I, I try to keep myself occupied with different things so I can kind of balance everything out, um, distribute my energy elsewhere and just kind of and then come back to this and just kind of keep doing what I do. But I don't I never really brag like I don't post on my stories on how booked I am, for instance, or, oh, this person paid me this much or or look, look, look at me. I'm, I'm doing this and 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 they're paying me all these people are paying me this oh you better check me out because i'm booked out for weeks like i have a lot of people that do that and, like that's fine like that's their style and i have no problem with it it's just not my style you know i don't do that and and i because I, I, I like to live in the moment i like to just be where i'm at i don't want to be viewed as anyone else i just want to be viewed as peter he does hair he does great hair and that's it you know i like to Keep everything to myself it unless it's asked, you know? Love yeah, it. keep it simple. Sometimes my wife will be like, she'll be the one that brags for me. And I'm just like, hey, like, relax. <laughs> She's like, no, it's a big deal. I'll brag for you. Yeah. I'm like, all right, you can brag for me. Then. Like, you <laughs> no, know, that's no, that's you, but that's not me. Yeah. And I think it, it speaks to having a balance, right? Because I know I know you. I know, I know your brother. I know your family a little bit. And you guys are a very confident bunch. So to do what you do, you need to have some confidence, right? But always having that balance where you're confident enough to go out and do what you have to do, but then not let it get to your head. Gary V has this great quote where he says at all times, you have to know that you're the shit, but you ain't shit at the same time in equal yeah. proportions. Right. And I love that. That's something that I've always tried to live by and kind of, you know, you have to have confidence in yourself, but also like, like you well said, it's a, it's a really big world out there. And there's a lot of people and there are people that are doing better than you, people that are just getting started and you're always going to be in that dance. So you can't yeah. at any moment believe that you're Michael Jordan because you know there's always somebody out there that has something that you don't have and vice versa. Yep. There's always somebody that you can lift up and life is kind of that dance. So I love that you said that, Peter. And just to kind of uh, wrap up, Peter, I really appreciate you jumping on the show, but give us your top three tips for number one, for somebody who wants to go in a different direction, that maybe is feeling pressured to go in a different direction, give us, give us one tip for them. Give us a tip for someone who is in their industry, but is feeling intimidated. And you've spoken a, a lot about that, but at the end, I love to always just kind of summarize. And number three, give us a tip for someone who's making it, someone who's doing well to not allow that ego to kind of bring them down. Yeah. So the first one you said, give us a tip about that person that wants to try something else, right? Yeah. Who's trying to go a different route. Their parents are in insurance. Yeah. They're realtors. They've been doing it forever. Yeah. They're saying, bro, this is what it is, man. You got it. You got to come work for us. Yeah. I mean, it, you got to just do it, man. Like it's, it's one of those things where if you find joy behind something that has nothing to do with the family business or has nothing to do with what you're expected to do, do it because it's it's one of those things where, and this is like a little bit more deeper, right? Life is short, you know. That's that's that simple. Life is short. Why spend it doing something that other people want you to do? Why not spend it doing something that brings you joy, something that wakes you up in the morning, that something that excites you to go to work? Because at that point, you wouldn't even call it work, you know. You're just going to go have fun, and that's that's honestly how I view it. I I go to work, right? Quote quote but I, I just go have fun. I go talk to uh, people that I learn from. And that's what I love about this industry is that I cut so many different people. You know, I go through 
anywhere from like 12 to 15 people a day, right? Sometimes a little bit more depending on how crazy it is, but on average, anywhere from 12 to 15. But that's 12 to 15 people I get to know better. That's 12 to 15 people I get to network. I get to find out their story and they get to find out mine. And that's just what motivates me. And, and I love waking up every morning just excited to talk to this person or meet a new person and stuff like that. Like yesterday, I was, I was cutting up this guy from Hawaii, actually, and he, he moved all the way from Hawaii just to be a cook here. You know, it's like he's a cook, you know, like that's incredible. Like he's following his dreams. That's what he wants to do. He wants to open up his own restaurant in the future. And that's the people that motivate me. It's the people that follow their dreams, not somebody else's. So my advice is follow your dream because that quote is a true quote is follow your dreams no matter what. Don't let nobody stop you in your way. Don't let nobody be a road bump for you. Just do it. Commit because committing is the hardest part. I think committing is the hardest part than actually doing it. It's, it's saying, Hey dad, Hey mom, or Hey, whoever I'm doing this, I'm doing this. See what they say, you know, because most of the time you'll be surprised at how supportive your family is, you know, but it's it's a it's it's gonna be an everyday blessing once you do it. It's freedom. It's it's fun. Uh, my second advice is um, you said somebody remind what you said. You said yeah, somebody who is brand new and is just feeling really small is feeling like the world is uh, just gonna eat them up. Yeah, I mean I feel very small and I feel like the world's gonna eat me up. So I feel like that feeling um, in a way will always be there. Right? It's 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 just being confident in who you are. Never, ever compare yourself with anybody else because that is the biggest, I guess, knife in the industry, right? Is thinking not better than anybody else. Like, you don't have to be better than anybody else. You don't have to be better than anybody else, actually. You just have to be better than who you were yesterday. And as long as you're feeling like you're improving every day, then that's the win. That's what we're looking for. I... I remember the first day I started hair school, I couldn't even part hair. Like I remember my, my little, like it's called the core classroom. This, like the students that started in hair school are, are all in a group for six weeks and that's called core. I remember with our doll heads there, they would say, okay, section off the hair into this many pieces in, on the head. So with your comb, make a section, make a line and then clip it up. I just remember everyone would be done. And I was, still be there like trying to part hair because I I it was as simple as parting hair I couldn't part it you know so as far as being small it's okay to feel small uh and in a weird way almost get used to it you know just because if you start getting used to it you start realizing okay this is my place like this is who I am like I just have to be myself you know the world is so big because you make it big that's that simple you're the one that makes it big you're the one that creates this this illusion that like, wow, I can't be on their level. It's, it's all you, it's all in your head. So once you understand that you are small, which is okay, because I'm extremely small, then I start figuring out, okay, well, I can either make the world big, or I can make myself big, right. And, and that's what I did. So just, just be in your place, keep learning, as long as you're you're achieving a goal every day, as long as you're feeling you're getting better every day, as long as if you're not achieving your milestone goals, as long as you're achieving your inchstone goals, that's really what matters. Love it. Love it. Now let's go to the other side. Someone who's feeling big, someone who's feeling themselves a little bit. They've had a little bit of success. 
And now they're kind of feeling like they're a little bit too cool for school. Yeah. Uh, just know that some, know that there's always something you can learn, right? There is, because yeah, and because that, like, I know we talked about this and, and it's very easy to get drowned in that ego, right? Like I, I almost have every right to do it right now. You know, I, I can do it. And, and I choose not to because the second I do that, it's just, man, the, the connections I have built, the, the relationships I have, I have found, like, I feel like will go away. You know, anytime I feel above somebody, I feel like I can never learn from you. And at that moment, you stop growing. That's the moment exactly where you stop growing completely. Like, you will plateau for the rest of your life. As long as you feel like you're under somebody or I love with somebody, it's crazy the dramatic growth you will see over a short period of time. That's what I did. I always surrounded myself with extremely successful people that are doing what I want to do. I try to surround, I try to put myself in the room where I know the least, right? Um, but vice versa as well, man. Like I, I think I, when I surround myself with people that are just students and I'm where I am, I still try to be the least knowledgeable person in that room because I know for a fact there's somebody in that room that I can learn from. No matter what, there's always one thing. It doesn't even have to be about hair. Maybe it can be about personality. You know, it can be about vibe or culture, who they are as a person. Like that's the little things that you got to look at and see, can I grow from it? Um, and just like that, that Gary Vee quote, like that's so true. Like you, you can feel it, but you're not, you know, you're always staying your place, staying in your lane because there's always some, somebody that you can learn from. And, and, and the second you start, stop wanting, or the second you, you think you're better, you, you stop growing. That's, that's, that's literally like, that's it. You know? I love it, man. I love it. Well, Peter, this has been such an awesome episode. So much there. I know that we could be here talking for hours because in the prep call, you yeah. a lot about, about your story, but before we go, tell everybody where they can find you, where they can contact you. If people want to, I mean, you're not going to say it, but guys, this dude is the real deal. If you need a stylist, check him out. Uh, where, where can people find Peter? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. It's at the letter P and then dot cuts. I work in Lehigh in Utah. Uh, I've been loving it. It's been fun. I'm excited to keep doing it. And, and yeah, if people want to know more of the story, like there's a lot, obviously me and Tony talked a lot about in the pre-call. There's a lot, a lot of details. This is just the, the, the latest competition that I've done, you know, but there's definitely a lot that worked up to this and I'm grateful where I am and I hope I, I keep growing. Love it, Peter. Well, guys, with that being said, this has been episode number 53 of the Ask Tony Show. Thank you so much, Peter. Till next time. Of course, Tony. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. It means so much to me. If you like this podcast, share it, pass it on. Find me on Instagram, underscore Tony V2. Shoot me a DM. Until next time.